Alright everybody, hello and welcome to the first podcast of the pregame pod with hosts Jack Picaro, Michael Cushing, and Sam Premack, and Adam Thill, myself. Everybody, get back, relax, enjoy yourselves, strap in, this is going to be a good episode. We're going to give a moment to let the hosts introduce ourselves briefly. We'll start out with Jack Picaro here. Alright, I'm Jack Picaro, I'm a specialist on the Chicago football sports area and big Chicago Bears fan gonna be ha- gonna be talking about some upcoming moves that the Bears have made like, regarding uh, draft picks and trades and uh, I'm really excited uh, to be doing the show I'll introduce my next host Michael Cushing hi guys I'm Michael Cushing I'm uh, really excited to be a part of this podcast I am an expert on the Chicago Blackhawks and all Hockey Intel with the Chicago Blackhawks organization, and I'm really excited to be part of this podcast. I'm going to introduce you to my next host, Sam Premack. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Premack here. I'm just an average dude. I like chugging beers, smoking weed, and I'm ready to talk sports with the boys. And I'll introduce my next host, Adam Bill. Like Premack, I'm not a... Um... Not, I don't claim to be an expert in anything. I like to talk sports with the fellows, like Priest said. I'll p- put a few back occasionally and love to talk sports, current events, music, anything like that. So let's get right into our um, agenda on this meeting today, which is... Well, if I may take it from here, we're going to be talking about Chicago Bears. Uh, they're, what they've been doing, they've been making some... Some good moves uh, draft-wise, some interesting signings, some interesting trades that we've all uh, seen and we've all would like to talk about. Um, their draft picks especially, they've had a really good draft. I think they, uh, they made some good picks. Uh, obviously, Justin Fields was a real, big, uh, a real big plus to the team. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A very big, very big signing. In, uh, this, is, this is honestly a little late. Saturday, June 13th. Right. But Wait, fuck. Many people. Yeah, it's June thirteenth, Saturday, June June thirteenth. But many people want to know: Will he be the starter? Well, no. I was, I was just gonna say. You see the, the the roar of applause you got at Wrigley last night. The Chicago loves him. Chicago, Chicago does love loves him. him. I hear Andy Dalton's been dog shit in scrimmages and camp and shit. Bro, you see Andy Dalton or not Andy Dalton? Um, Matt Nagy threw that dot though. Matt Nagy? No, yeah. I don't. The Chicago that. Bears coach. Well, yeah. let's talk about speaking of the Bears, the NFC North. How about Aaron Rodgers leaving? Uh, potentially leaving the Packers. Do you think he's gone? I do think so. I think Shailene Woodley's got him under her thumb, and she's pulling him to Colorado, somewhere in Colorado. I think she likes Colorado or California. I think it's going to be So you think he's going to the Broncos? I think that he's going to go to the Broncos. That's my prediction. What's the future for the Packers, then? future for the Packers is the boat, Blake Bortles. I think he's. I, I think he's. You think he's better than Jordan Love? You think he gets the start? Blake Jordan Bortles, Love has no chance. Blake Blake Bortles is getting the start, hundred percent. I don't think Jordan Love is really there yet. He's. He, I've seen the film of him in practice. He's hey. very sloppy in the scrimmages. He doesn't have a strong arm. I don't think he's going to do it for them at all. He's got big hands though. I think he's had plenty of time. I think he's learned under Rodgers. I think he's ready to go. I think he should be the week one starter. I'm not saying he's good, but I think he should be. Starter. You think this going. is a, another Brett Favre, Aaron awesome. Rodgers for, like, situation? Oh, I, don't, I don't think that at all. I don't think he's half as good. No I think he's knows. untested, and he's never been proven on a professional stage. He's got to so, develop, though, guys. He's really young. He's young. 
he's still young. It's his second year. He hasn't played really a down. He hasn't played a down in the real in the exactly. real game. Exactly. He's got to prove himself. Right. So there's no way he's going to be the starter week one. There's no chance. And Blake Bortles, you say, there's like the Packers are really pretty much screwed at this point. I think the Bears have a really bright future in the NFC North. Uh, riddle me this: Which quarterback has the most yards per carry in the NFL? Well, I'm going to go with my boy Josh Allen because that man knows how to run. It's Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles? Okay. Is he, is he signed to the Packers right now? Blake I, is. I just yes. don't know about he's it. Okay. Him. Well, I really think he's old, and I think he's washed. I don't think he's going to be the starter at all. I, he I, could be listening to this right now. Well, Blake, Blake, Blake Bortles, if you're listening to this right now, please let us know. You could be our first fan. I'm all aboard the Blake train. I love Blake Bortles. I, I hope to see you succeed. Blake, Blake. Worse it than sounds Justin. like Adam wants to suck your cock. So... Right, back to, to the sports talk. Back to the sports <laughs> talk. Back to the sports talk. I'm gonna take a hot take and go with Kyler Murray. I think my boy's gonna have a breakout season this year. I'm gonna have to agree with you there, Kyler Murray. It's his breakout season. What do you? I, I'm telling you, it's his breakout season. Everyone's been saying it. They got the new JJ Watt signing. That's gonna be huge for the Cardinals team. They got uh, Larry Fitzgerald, who's probably in his, his final years, but he's still there. And then they of course DeAndre Hop. He's an absolute weapon. So the question is, will they all come together and make the playoffs? I think they will make the playoffs. I think they, they got they got a good offense. I think they do. But are they Super Bowl contenders? Not I don't think chance. so. No. I think the Seahawks and the Rams are both weaker teams in their division, and this year they could shine. I disagree with, with your take on the Rams. I do agree the Seahawks are a weaker team than the Rams, but I think the Rams are still a great roster. They still got a great roster. They just can't get great over it. Can I get a hot take alert in here? Hot takes, we're saving for the Let's end. See. We're saving oh, that okay. for the end. Go ahead. But, however, I'll make a pass. Just a little hot take here. I think Matthew Stafford is going to be our breakout player. Of the I year. think it's going to be interesting. I think he's going to lead the Rams in so ten and six season. I don't know. Make the hey, 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 not ten and six. Thank Seventeen God. game hey, season though. Thank God oh, he got out of Detroit. Hold eleven, up, hold eleven up. and six. Eleven and six. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Seventeen game season. Um, but no, I totally agree. I think Matthew Stafford was being just crippled by by. Shitty offensive line, shitty fucking what offense. What a wasted career! He had such good talent, so he's much talent, so much potential. I think he's old now. I don't know. If the, I don't really think he's, he's gonna he's, be able to do older. anything. He's on the older. He's side not gonna be able to win anything. QBs though. can play till they're. You think play. he can win anything realistically? Yes. Uh, yeah. I with do. The Rams. With the Rams, Rams have a great defense. Much better than Jared I think Goff. He's too old. You know, it's I think he's too old to because. The Rams have a better offensive line, and Matthew Stafford historically has very good decision making. Eventually, especially in the crunch time, he doesn't so. have weapons though. He really, well, he Cooper really doesn't have weapons. Cooper Robert Cup, Woods. he's he's all right. He's, I think they're very. So me- I think he's a very mediocre uh, uh, wide receiver core. Solid line, solid D line. No, very good defense. No. But the wide receiver no. core is very mediocre. I feel. I Cooper agree. Cup, he's a, he's a they little above brought, average. Not mediocre. I think. I, I think that Matthew Stafford, I agree with, with Pre-Mac. I think Matthew Stafford's going to have a breakout season. I think he, he everyone, everyone attributes a sidearm throw to Patty Mahomes, but he made it popular. Right. He was the first showman there. Mahomes gets praised for it, but Matthew Stafford doesn't, nobody cares. But yeah, no, but, but to circle back on topic, who? Draft picks. What do you think about the draft picks, the Bears draft picks? Well, let's just say Matt, uh, or let me say Ryan Pace really – saved his job with this draft. He was really on edge with all the Bears fans, with uh, all the shitty things he's done in the past regarding uh, trades, draft picks, all that good stuff. The only thing he, good thing he's done is maybe signing Cleo Mack, which was a great pick, but this draft really turned it around for the Bears. And with the with Aaron Rodgers' situation in uh, Green Bay, I really think the Bears have a really bright future going ahead. Darnell Mooney and Jalen Johns were also great picks. 
Draylon Johnson has been a, a absolute stud this year. I think he's going to just continue to get better and better. It's only the beginning for him. He's just a stud. He's absolutely great. Darnell Mooney, he's exact same thing. He's there. He's but the Bears wide receiver core is very weak. I feel Allen Robinson is he still on the team? Did we yes, franchise tag no, him? We franchise tag him. All right. I really think that he's uh, top of our core, but I think the uh, we don't uh, Trub- not Trubisky. Obviously, he's gone, but. Uh, Dalton's going to be the starter, and I really don't know how he's going to adapt to all these uh, new receivers and how he's going to have chemistry. The chemistry, I don't know if it's going to be there really with them. And I think Fields also is going to – he's not going to be starter, obviously, but I think once he gets in there, he's going to eventually develop the mindset of a really elite quarterback. And I I, I I hope he starts by at least week five. No, I I like that too. I I hope Justin starts by at least – I'm hoping week three. That's my goal. Week three, he starts. Um, But – at the same time, I have to disagree with you. I think the Bears' receiver core is decent. I think they do have a decent receiver core. I think if you toss Allen Robinson into a system with a better quarterback, he'd be right. Easy top five quarter, quarter. Or top five wide receiver right. in the league. I think so. And I think Darnell Mooney, also great wide receiver. I, I'd put him at top 20, maybe even top 15. The potential's there. Wow. The potential's there. You give you he give him a good, good quarterback. You give, him, you give him a good quarterback. He's going to shine. That's a hot take. That's a hot take. That is a hot take. I should have saved it for the end. But just so you know, guys, we're, we're saving hot takes for the ends. But let's talk draft. Let's talk more draft picks. All right. Can, Can we, we talk about draft the... picks? I got to talk about the offensive linemen that we drafted. Yes, there we go. We got some <laughs> cold Pace was on point with this. We got Tevin Dinkins. No, they come. Why did you say <laughs> What's their job? What's their college? Tab, Is that a big guy from Oklahoma State? Tab Jenkins. Yeah. yeah. Tab I Jenkins. Like I, I think what we, a great pick. For, forget his on-the-field stuff. And Larry he, Borum, Have you seen I'm him on Missouri. Twitter? Have you seen Is him on Twitter? Dog? I have not. Tab Jenkins, he's accepting his, his look on Twitter. So everyone will be calling him in the, in the, in twi- on Twitter saying, like, this you with the photos of him in his glasses, looking all goofy in his little uniform. And he'll just be like, why you guys got to keep doing this? And he's accepting it. He'll be yeah, like, he quit clowning. He just takes it in stride, bro. And I think it's the, the best thing ever. I love that mentality. Matter of We've fact, been struggling with our line for a while. If now. we didn't I, draft Justin Fields in the first round and we didn't trade for that first round pick, I'm pretty sure the Bears were prepared to take him with our first round draft pick. You know, the Vikings wanted uh, Justin Fields. That was their plan. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. wanted him, and we stole him from him. Thank yeah. God, because we traded up. I think that was a great move by Pace to trade up yeah. for the pick because we obviously stole it right from the Vikings. Because if they got him, we would be in big trouble because we'd be stuck with Dalton for the rest of the year. Right, I mean, so, imagine Justin Fields. With the football IQ he has, with a better offensive line than we've ever had in recent years, I think he's gonna be the Bears a little choppy at first. I don't think he's future. gonna be like a stud right away. To be honest with you, I think he's really gonna take time. Oh, he but definitely. Jack, can I ask you a qu- uh, question? Yeah. Do you like Ryan Pace? I think Ryan Pace is uh, a really uh, up. He's a really questionable GM. So. A lot of the Bears fans really don't like him because of the past decisions he's made regarding trades. You know, he's made really bad trades. We've had horrible draft picks. Kevin White being his first draft pick ever as a Bears GM. Terrible. And he never played it down as a Chicago Bear. Yeah. Like, that 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 should speak for itself. That should speak for itself. But regarding the last draft, I think Ryan Pace kind of, like, proved that he does know how to do this job somewhat, at least, because he really picked up every, every position we needed. We got at least – we got some players – and uh, I think it's uh, really going to benefit us this next season. But Ryan Pace is really not our long-term GM. I don't see – I think he's got maybe one more year, and then I think we should move to a new guy because he's really not reliable, to be honest with you, because he's made some horrible past decisions that cannot be overlooked. Can I say I love that answer? Thank you. Great answer. <laughs> Thank you. Um, 
I took two main things away from your answer there. Well, also Kush's. I took one thing away from yours. Justin Fields. I heard he was the smartest QB in the draft based on the aptitude text. Jesus fuck. Based on the aptitude test for all listeners. I said aptitude test. I had him at number two on my uh, draft board. I would love to talk about that too. Just give give me a second. Yeah. I, I want to talk about how yeah, um, let's talk about the draft board. How I think I think it. I hate Ryan Pace personally. I agree. But right. I think the Mitch Trubisky hit, uh, pick gets a lot of hate. But you got to remember. At that time, all the analysts had him top QB on the board. We traded up for him. Ah, Let's not forget, we traded, we traded up for him. Most he analysts. didn't come all to us. All the Bears analysts. The, the majority of analysts had we him We traded top up the for him. We, we gave away we picks so we can get Trubisky. That's horrible <laughs> judgment. When, uh, that, that cannot be overlooked Mahomes by Pace. and fucking Watson was saying. I, that's I obvious. Understand, I understand. But that cannot be overlooked that we traded up for him. That's as far Trubisky. as I'm concerned, he's, I, he's played. I wanted, I wanted Pace, them to take a not good. He's just undoing the damage that he's already caused. Trubisky started 13 games in college. I know. That's not nearly enough for him to be drafted. To I like, like, I would especially like compared to a Heisman. 13. Winner, like uh, Deshaun, but and I, that's what they did with uh, Justin Fields, and I like the pick. A great pick. A great turnaround. That's exactly what we needed, and I'm very hyped for the next season, to be honest with you, because I think Fields will be a starter within the upcoming weeks. All right, so, so, back, to, so back to JT, back to Justin Fields. You're gonna bounce. You said you said I was. I said I was gonna get back to you. About. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> what was it? All right, let's uh, get back on topic. What do we got next? All right, um, we got the Bears running back situation. The Bears running back. Yes. How about the draft pick who they just drafted from the uh, Virginia Tech, right? Virginia Tech. Yeah, Mac. Do you think do you see him still playing at all this season? I don't know, especially with we being, have a great running back. I feel I don't I don't know I don't really understand I don't really understand the pick to be honest with you, but I think I guess we can have some insurance. It's always that, good to have a backup. I guess we have insurance. Well, he's not even a backup. But, we, but remember, we have Tariq Cohen now. Well, not so, even not even. Yeah, Tariq Cohen and we have David Montgomery. And he he was no. injured all yeah, last he season. Won like three or four. David in the Montgomery. Forward. I'm letting you guys know right now. David Montgomery is really due for a good season. You guys are forgetting a class player that's on the team. Who's that? It, I Max a fourth string, Max. Damian Williams, Damian Kansas Williams. City. I forgot we signed him. He, he opted out of the last season for for COVID issues, and he's back this year. I don't think I think he was, touches though. I don't think it'll definitely be. A I don't think we'll string. use him. I'm such. But can we talk about Cordell Patterson? What happened to him? The Bears should have signed him. Did we never resign him? Don't want to dip in their pockets. Simple as that. I think the oh the McCaskies are thinking about uh, selling the Bears just to put that out there. We put, we I read that recently. The McCaskies are thinking about selling the Bears. What do you think about that? I hope so. Um, it's about time, right? I think if they yeah if we if we had some owners that pumped a little, little bit more money into the, into the team because the Bears are like Cordero Patterson not buying scouts. They're he not buying great. scouts. Well, they need to invest some more money into scouting. Bears, he was like just moving to Arlington Heights. Out of Chicago. I also. Saw what was that. wrong with that? Why think, would the Bears I, move out of Chicago? Chicago. That's I, where we're. That's where it's the Chicago Bears. Like, come on. I think that was just like a little, little fucking hot headline. A little gimmick. I think that was a little hot headline. Fair enough. Because if the Bears ever moved out of Chicago, that'd be that'd be the end of fifty percent of fans. I know for for myself, I probably wouldn't support them as much, and that's well, coming from the suburban. I'm sure, a lot of people who don't like the city. And commute from the south would probably love to come to the Bears games if they're in Arlington. I mean, I'd still love. And them it there. would be way easier for people from the suburbs. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna say they're still being me my favorite team, but my love for them would probably go down a tad. Because there's something about going down to the city watching a game. I, I disagree. I think I would still love them the same. I would just be pissed that they would move. Yeah. 
They wouldn't be the Chicago Bears anymore. Yeah, yeah, they'd be the Arlington Bears. <laughs> Fucked. For real, like, why would you move out of Chicago if you're the Chicago Bears? And the stadium is... I don't know if you guys are a fan of Soldier Field, but it's really unique. It's. I think they need to update it. I think they need a new stadium. I, I think disagree. They need to rebuild it. What do you think about the grass? Because it gets fucked up if it rains I think a lot. They need it's to very go. nice grass. I, I, think they I, need to I go have season the... tickets to the Bears, and I feel it's beautiful grass, and the stadium is very unique. And the only reason I like it a lot is because no other stadium is like half old and half new. No, no other stadium is like hey, it. Have you, have, you seen what, have you seen what the Rams built? It's, still, it's, it's like their logo, stadium. but that's so typical. Hey, hey, one hey, of hey. Those. That's very Speaking typical. of this. We're a high market team. We need a big stadium. More fans. The McCaskies need to sell the Bears. That's what needs to happen. Agreed. I'd love to, Priya, I got, a, I got something to propose to you here. All right, let's hear it. So you're talking all about Rams got the stadium here. Yeah. What was the number? Five billion? Five billion dollars. Five billion. Stan really? Cro- Stan Kroenke. that much. That much on a fucking stadium. Stan Kroenke own, owns the Rams. Yes, he does. So where's all this money coming to Arsenal? None of it. He runs None. it as a self-sufficient uh, club, and he needs to sell it as soon as possible. He's a stain on society and the whole football world as a whole, and he's really just a piece of shit. Simple as that. Well, I was going to say, where's this money that you needed when you were trying to get Hussey Malwar? We need to sign players ASAP. Our team's in the shitter. We, yeah. we need uh, a uh, lot of new things. I'd love to hear this. Soccer corner with Pre, or football corner for quick, you English quick, listeners. Uh, we're going to do a segment. quick assessment of Pre. Pre, just, just a little rundown. He's an Arsenal supporter. I, myself, am a Wolf supporter. These two, Buchan, I don't watch Buchan, Yeah, Buchan, Kush don't watch Quick soccer. little corner segment here. All right. Quick uh, little corner segment. What do you want to get into? Who does Arsenal need to sign in this transfer window to improve their squad for next season so they're not not out of the top ten? Well, I think they need another uh, right-side center back. I don't know about Ben White. He's got a high price tag, but I think he'd be a decent signing. He's young, got good potential. I think they need an attacking midfield. If we can get uh, Odegaard to sign back, either on loan or on a permanent deal, that would be huge. Uh, I'm really sad we missed out on Buendia. I'd look at Hassam or Suar or whatever. Tough name to pronounce. I'm not sure. I say Awar. He'd be huge as well. That's a big price tag as well, too. Uh, No, they're actually asking for less since they didn't make Europa or... Champions League, just like us. Wow. So I think those, and I think another like forward player. I think the dream is Grealish, obviously, but that's just a pipe dream. What about Yves Basuma? I think we should go after Basuma definitely. I think he's got to be a top target for sure, and that's pretty much it. Just a right side center back, maybe a backup left back. Backup striker here too. Uh, backup striker, striker and then an attacking mid and uh, another backup. And we need a strength there in midfield. And uh, over to you. What about Wolves? Wolves. I decline to comment right now. Okay. Decline to comment. Can on you Wolves. speak on their manager? I, I can. I, I could say Nuno was great. He had his moment. He brought the club back. Back back into where they belong. And I think that's great. But I'm not quite sure where it's going to go now with the new manager. I don't know who the new manager will be. But I wish Nuno the best. As it seems right now, Everton... As a matter of fact, I, I like Everton. They're a team I, a club I like watching. So I'm happy about that. But to get back on topic, we're on to poor trades and signings for the Chicago Bears. We're going to give this to Book. Book, do you have any poor trades? Okay. That's tough. That's going to show up on the podcast. Free just opened a pack of Oreos. He's eating it like a little pig over there. All right. Sorry about that. Yeah, sorry about that, listeners. 
Um, so yeah, book, portraits and signings in the uh, portraits and signings. Well, let's just talk about poor people who we like poor like decisions who we didn't. Poor people, that's kind of <laughs> fucked. Poor decisions on who we didn't sign. I'm gonna start with the obvious Cordero Patterson. This man was a great returner for us and did a lot for us. I feel and he he brought many back, not many back, but he he was a great. Uh, he had a great impact on the team. But did you like him at? Did you like him at running back? I really did like him at running back because he had a lot of speed to him and he had a lot of size to him. But I really don't see the reason in not re-signing him after a great season that he's had. That he's definitely proved himself to be here another year. But that's just another example of the McCaskies being uh, stupid and not uh, thinking to put more money into the team and sign people who we need, obviously. But uh, hopefully they sell the team very soon because I've heard rumors that they will. But anyways, uh, I really I really think uh, we got to consider who we sign. Like, for example, Pace made a stupid decision with Robert Quinn. What a waste of money. That guy maybe had one sack all year. What a horrible piece of shit we signed with Robert Quinn. He was a horrible signing. He really didn't do much for us. Leonard Floyd was a much better uh, advocate to the team than Robert Quinn. And look at him. He had a great season in uh, St. Louis. Or, uh, excuse me, uh, Los Angeles with the Rams. I get that mixed up. Right. But he, uh, Leonard Floyd is doing outstanding with the Rams, as he should, because he's a stud. And he really, we really should have held on to him. Because the Bears don't understand when they have a star in their hands to keep him. They really don't. They lose him. Because they always don't uh, resign him. And that's another example of Cordero Patterson. One of my favorite moments. I went to, I went to the Bears-Green Bay game. I think it was 20, 2019, 2018. I forget which year it was. But... Leonard Floyd sacked Aaron Rodgers, and he was like a dog. He just stepped it's over funny him, he's not did a little big. bump on him. He's really not big. No, no. He's awesome. He's very, like, slender. Like, he's skinny. 9'4". But he's tall. Good he, guy. Right. Good guy. I love, he, I love him. I really wish... I'm happy he's getting his bag, too, in, in, in not St. Louis, in L.A. Because the Bears would have never done shit for him. Can we talk about something real quick? Yeah, go What's ahead. What's up? Can we talk about how criminally underrated Roquan Smith is? I think he's. Football. I don't know. I think he's underrated, but he's also getting his due. I don't think he's really. I think he. Doing I think he's. I think, I think he's. I gotta disagree with you, Book. He, he's doing a lot. He's doing a lot. He's doing a whole lot. I think he was he's like the heart and soul of our defense. I, I. I'd like to say I'd like a fact check on this. Right. Hey, Eddie Kush. Bowman's back. That's huge. That is huge. But can we get a fact we'll check? Try to trade a Can we get a fact check? Can you check who led the lead, league in tackles last year? Because I think Roquan was he up got there. Injured. He got injured. Though. But he was up there. at the time, at the time, I good. think he was like around third before he got injured. Around Danny Trevathan's not. He was up there fan. with like Devin White. Devin Danny Trevathan. Danny Trevathan is a great I don't run, think he's a, but he sucks he's in old. coverage. He I, sucks in coverage. He can't. He can't keep with anybody. Oh my god! He, he always leaves people wide. Who was the shitter that came in on the Bears? Fucking Buster screen. No, not Buster. I don't. I, I think I he hated should, Buster. I think he should, but he's he's okay. Buster, we don't even have to talk about. He's just great. awful. No, He's a middle. A there was a middle linebacker great, that came in after Danny Trevathan got hurt, and he just got burned Brooke twice. Smith got was seven. Remember Chris Conti? With with you guys remember Chris Conti? Oh, oh God, Chris Conti. Yeah. Chris Conti. Let's put on record the worst free safety to play in Chicago hey, Bears history. Right I was at a game. He got stiff armed three times in a row, and people were throwing cans at him. It was. Would you crazy. say this to his face? Never in a million years because he's not a football player. But he's awful. He's awful. Chris, if you're listening, Book apologizes. He doesn't mean that. Chris. You got stiff on three times in a row by beast mode, and I saw it with my own eyes um, by beast mode. But no, I'd also like to ask you. <coughs> oh, God bless you to Jack Picaro. All you listeners, 
Oh my, Excuse he's on me, a tear. Um, but Jack Carl, I'd like to ask you yep. thoughts on Kyle Fuller getting cut. I love the move. Kyle Fuller didn't do anything for us. He's really he's an athletic guy, and the potential is there. But when he comes down to it, if you look at the film and everything he's done for us, it really isn't that much, and he wasn't really that great of a, of, of a uh, corner to begin with. He I, was uh, great at first. He had a lot of hype. He was a young guy. He was a really a uh, good. Uh, he had a lot of potential. A good young guy. But I really don't think I don't think he did a lot anything for us as a DB. He gave up a lot of. Uh, he got burned a lot. He wasn't really fast. He couldn't keep up with guys. I think it was a good move in cutting him. All right, I hope he succeeds somewhere. I'm going to step in here. I disagree with Jack. I think he was a good player. He, in the beginning, I no. think I, I don't think There's he was nothing great. notable he did. I think he really stepped into his role, and he uh, was a really grew into a player that he now is. And um, I think he really showed high levels of being a pro bowler, which I think he was, I'm pretty sure. And I don't know how. I don't think we – I think the cut was tough. I think, I think it had to be made, though. A lot of money. I think if we could have traded him somehow, it would have been better. But I, I don't agree with the guy. Who is he on now? It's, and didn't he's on Broncos. They, picked back up, they got him right away, though. They, like, they, they, they were I, like with, uh, his buddy, Vic Bangio. I love know, this is a conflicting take because there's both sides to the story. You know, On one hand, you have this you know, really hard-hitting, you know, forced to be reckoned with cornerback who commands a presence in the center He's not of the that field. big, though. What is he, six feet? Yeah. But on the other hand, I mean, you have to recognize that in the past few seasons, he hasn't coverage. done a whole lot for the team. And the Didn't Bears have really suffered in the secondary. Take back your take, him. and I'll let you hit it. On what? So what? I think letting yes. him go is... I said the potential. Kind of sad, but in a sense, it's a step in the right direction to reforming the I secondary. I disagree with both you guys, both you two. You're trying to be the middleman. He's not going to succeed anywhere else. You're wrong there as well. Kyle Fuller was a the best cornerback the Bears had last year, and completely uh, incorrect. Incorrect. No, he was better than Jalen Johnson. I mean, you got to understand. So overhyped. You got to understand. You got to understand who's in the best wide receiver every game. He was Kyle Fuller, and he he always got burned. Kyle Fuller. He didn't always got burned. Always got burned. That's why the Bears were horrible last year. He was a good. He was a good cornerback, and I think it was unfair to cut him. I think you. I think you should have stayed because without him. Eddie we, Jackson was our best defensive back. Even though he's not a corner. He's Eddie still, Jackson was we would, we abysmal We should have put him on any of our, any other, other RW1s. I think, I, think, on I think Eddie Jackson had the worst season of his career last I was year. At his, I was at the game where he scored th- uh, two defensive uh, pick sixes in one game, and it was like crazy. That, that's like the game that made him stand out. I remember. I remember I mean, he's a great addition. What year team. was it? It was, it was Cody Parkey's year when he double doinked. 18. Yeah, it was when... Eddie Jackson got hurt. I was so worried. Nowadays, Eddie Jackson gets hurt. I'm not going to lie. I'm not so worried. This year, he had no impact on the game. He, he was okay. He, he, was, he was an all right player. He's average. But nothing special. He wasn't the star he used to be. I'm, well, I, hope, I hope he picks it up next year. But I was not a fan of Eddie Jackson this year. Well, I think that starts with our whole defense. Our whole defense was, as last year, was He's a lagging as to what it should be. He's a leader, though, and he's like, guys, even though our defense isn't that good, Eddie Jackson is one of the best on the team, and he, he takes that leadership role, and I really right. think he is a captain out there. He acts like it, too. Can you do a more positive note? In the sixth round, the Bears drafted cornerback Thomas Graham from Oregon, and at the time, pro, pro Football Focus had him ranked as the 76th best prospect in the entire draft. In the, back, in the Bears... Got him with the 228th overall pick. 
if we're playing mad right now, I just got a great great grade on my draft pick there. So that that's positive. This isn't an optimistic stat for the Bears' future. I don't know what is because this says a lot about year? the Bears' potential. I mean, you yes. could you could say the same with with uh, Justin Fields and Tuff Jenkins. Both were great picks. I think Justin Fields. I'd like to talk to all you guys about this because I I Justin Fields second on my best quarterbacks in the draft. I personally hate Zach Wilson. I think he's a fraud. I mean, obviously, you could throw the ball far. I agree, I agree. But I fucking – I don't think you could do it in the pros. BYU had a terrible, terrible strength schedule last year. But I'd love to talk to you guys about this because I think Justin Fields is my number two in the draft quarterback-wise. I'd love to talk to you about this. We're going around circle. So, Book, what do you think? About Justin? No, no, no. About rank your quarterbacks in the draft. You don't have to do, like, an all-way Well, ranking. I think, obviously, Trevor Lawrence being the number one pick. Obvious. That uh, was expected, but – I really see him struggling to adapt to the NFL because he's used to having the number one offensive line in the country, and he's used to being protected by the best offensive lineman in the country against the, uh, also a very talented defensive lineman, but he's used to the best team, the best wide receivers, the best this, the best that, the best everything. And now he's coming to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are coming off a very tough season and are very and are struggling, and now he's going to come into a team where he's really going to have to adapt to them, and he's really going to have to understand that he's not going to be being this like this winner, the winner like he always was in college. He had one of the best college rec, start, uh, starting records as a, as a quarterback, but now he's coming into this totally different uh, environment where he's going to have to learn to be a, a leader and come with these and learn to adapt to these really tough uh, environment uh, cha- environmental challenges because he, everyone around him. He's gonna have to. He's gonna have to get the chemistry because he's not gonna be with the best receivers in the. Night but he's got his running back. He's not gonna have the best receivers in the nation anymore. I do. I'd like to talk about. Think that about too. who he's used to playing with, though. He's used he's to playing running with back. the best of the best. Hold up, hold up. I'd love to talk. He's about not gonna this. start though. His running back. He's let's not gonna let's start. talk about this because I'd like to talk about this. Number one, quick question before we go into Travis Etienne. He hadn't lost a game since high school. Right. So he was on feet in high school. So that's Think a, about the team he's going into. The that's worst crazy. in the NFL. Worst last yeah. season. The worst. So, so he's a winner. He's not going to turn him around it's in gonna, one season. It's going to be tough to lose like that. I think they, I see him best maybe a, like three games under 500 this season. But back to you, Mr. Pre. I'd love to talk about it. You think they only drafted Travis at the end because I think that was a reach. Number one, they they, they, they had James, uh, James Robinson. He was fucking class last year. He's a great player. Love James Robinson. And is, they, they, is he still on the team? Yes. Yeah, they, they picked him even Good. though he was one of the best rookie rookies last year. And The Jaguars can be decent. Honestly, I mean, best, ter- ro- one of the best rookie running backs. Best rookie How about back. Urban Meyer? Is he going to be a good coach? Is he going to have any effect on the team? Oh, I think he'll be a great coach. I think that... He's got a lot of experience. That's one thing I'll give to him. He's a lot I'd of love to talk about this. He's won everything. He's in won regards to Tom T. Tebow, or Tim Tebow. fuck Tim Tebow. Fuck I don't think me. he's really gonna make it to the league. I don't think you think he'll you think he'll get cut. Or? Yes, absolutely. I, I I think he's really gotta stop trying. To be honest with you, Tim Tebow, if you're listening to this podcast, you gotta stop trying. I, I gotta I, sneeze. I think he's he, he was really good as an wow. analyzer, and like a, a you know Christ. like the sports analyzers. He he should stick Bless to that. You. He should stick to that. <laughs> stop you. trying in the NFL because Tim Tebow. It's just he's just not gonna make. As it. far he's, as I'm concerned, Tim Tebow provides one thing. One thing over, and that's better and experience to younger players. But better than the Broncos. Remember him on the Broncos when he had the fucking priest monk. He's a very holy. Yeah, he's a very holy man. But I don't see him making it in a realistic universe. Did you ever hear the story about in like high school camp or like a some camp, like a prospect camp? They were all curling weights, and Tim Tebow fucking 
was like, I think it was like, I don't know how fucking heavy it was, but Tim Tebow was the like second to last in line and everyone had a certain amount of reps and Tim Tebow like fucking did like 300 oh and he God. said he couldn't move his arms for days and the guy, he, he was just so fucking funny because no one else came close to it, but he, he's a hard worker. Yeah. He's got the work ethic. I'm not going to lie, but she's dead, Book. She's dead. Oh, she's not. Wow. Hey, I'll die. I'll kill her myself. All right, getting back on topic with how we feel about Justin's draft ranking. It's tough to be the one we kill up. I think the Bears got to steal. I completely agree with Justin being ranked at number two. Because if you think about it, for all of college, Justin and Trevor were neck and neck as far as it comes to one and two. There were times where Justin was even ranked above Trevor. And moreover... If you circle back even further to the Elite 11 camp, Justin even beat out Trevor in the Elite 11 camp and won best QB in that entire camp. So, moving forward, I think Justin has a lot of potential. You know, his IQ is great, his decision-making is great, and one thing the Bears have never had is, at least in recent history, the guy can throw the the deep ball. And he's up. mobile. He's I know mobile. you're yeah. not disrespecting my boy Jay Collar like that. <laughs> In recent history, all right? Ten years ago is ten years ago. I'm talking about recent history, all right? I we think, need a mobile quarterback. I think this was fast, but he could never, like, read the situation. I think he was very a panicky QB. You understand? Like, he was very... um. In the in the situation, he was very like he just panicked scared. and he would throw. He was scared and he'd throw it away. I think I think uh, Fields has that IQ where he can understand the situation and to make something out of it and run. Maybe use his legs because his legs are a weapon. Another positive on top of this is our draft picks that we drafted this year. Our offensive linemen can only help the situation because our offensive line, as far as it comes when we had to pr- Trubisky, it wasn't that great. So we didn't really give Trubisky a chance to truly shine. We cut Leno. Thank God. Let me just add that. <laughs> it was True. But now that we have Fields and we have these new draft picks, we really do have a chance to let our young QB flourish in this new program. I think I think it's. I agree with you, Coach. I think uh, Fields is really gonna pop off. I think I see him starting by week six. To be honest with you, so week six is my prediction. Week six. I I, I hope. I really Dalton. I think he's going to be a very mediocre QB. He's not going to do anything special, but he's going to fill the spot, and I think he's going to do okay for us. I see us first six games, three and three. and three. All right, you talking about the Red Rocket has me thinking. All right, what do you think about the Bears? All right, obviously getting rid, of, getting rid of Mitch. All right, that's one, but that's not my only question. Getting rid of Mitch, well, not even getting rid of Mitch. Getting rid of Mitch, Nick Foles coming in, and then signing in Dalton. Well, that 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 is a lot of quarterbacks in the quarterback room only to cut right. like two of them. The thing with Nick Foles is he's very like uh, he's old. He's done some great things in his past. Obviously, winning a Super Bowl. Fat contracts though. I mean, he's very old and he's not mobile in the slightest bit. He's very slow. He's very slow, and I think mobility is very uh, important in the NFL, especially today with the very quick uh, defensive line rush. But honestly, I think Trubisky is really I don't I don't see him succeeding anywhere else because with the Chicago Bears, we gave him a chance. We gave him every opportunity that we could, obviously, being a start the starting QB for a number of years. And he was he was doing great for a couple of seasons. But honestly, Mitch is not gonna shine isn't he's not gonna shine anywhere else, and I'm telling you, because we gave him every opportunity that we could and he couldn't execute with it. So with that being said, if we could, if he couldn't do it with us, why is he gonna do it with any other team? 
I'd love to also talk about how I'm going to go on a spin zone here. I think this is a spin. Um, do you think that the Bears general management coaching McCaskies maybe are racist? Because I think- Teddy Bridgewater, much better QB, or not Teddy Bridgewater, Cam Newton, much better QB. But the Bears have never had a black QB before Justin Fields. I do think that... They could have signed him in the offseason. I think that goes to the McCaskies, to be honest with you. The McCaskies, um, I don't think they're a good family to fuck to really uh, own the Bears team. Because they are... And obviously, if you've seen the history of the Chicago Bears quarterbacks, all white males. But I really think that Justin Fields is the proving... All white males compared to all white females. But, however, Justin Point... <laughs> Obviously, they're all males, but obviously <laughs> Justin Fields is the proving point that they're not uh, only after white QBs. I really don't think that they're like that's like their intention that they're only going after white quarterbacks because they they obviously got Justin Fields. So I really think uh, the McCaskies obviously have to go because they're not willing to invest the amount of money that I personally think should be invested in the team. For example. The, the signing of Cordero Patterson, like what we couldn't invest six million in him just for one more year because he was such an asset to the team. Would you agree, Kush? Yeah, Cordero Patterson is without a doubt probably the best returner of this generation. And where did he go? Master. And and I don't Atlanta think Falcons. Could argue hey, that. Also, I Atlanta would like Falcons. to add in what's his name into the mix, the Saints returner. Um, what's his name? All right. No one can you name him? I, the Atlanta I, Falcons is where the Bears were. The Saints returner. I'd to like die. to put him in. Let's I don't know his name right now, but I'd also like to add in. The spin zone was a spin zone. I don't think it's true, exactly. but the fact that they signed Nick Foles for a fat deal compared to Cam exactly. Newton taking a minimum exactly. is is kind of frightening because I I, I like Cam. Speaking but. of Cam, can we talk about Mac Jones for a bit? I'd love to talk about Mac Jones. That's well, a great well, leeway. Before we, or segue. before we talk about Mac Jones, I just have to circle back to Nick Foles thing. Because I think Nick Foles, you know, the signing itself wasn't terrible. Yeah, it was a decent bit of money. He's and old. I He's I very really old. Agree with that. But at the time, I mean, he came in in a quick pinch. Um, and I'm, he you're saved our ass, especially in the Falcons game. But I think Chicago fans really had the wrong perception of him when we signed him. They thought he could be our starting quarterback and he could just, like, really lead us. Right. But the truth is, Nick Foles is not a starting quarterback. All he is is a quarterback in a quick pinch, and that's right. all he'll ever be. He's he can old. save our ass from time to time. Are you saying that to the big dick Nick, he can the Philly the special spot. Nick? Come I am. On. Come on. Because to Philly, he was the exact same quarterback. He didn't lead him through that season. Carson Wentz did. But in the quick pinch, Who won Nick the Foles Bowl? was there. Who won the Super Bowl, though? Nick Foles. When he went down, I, I, I'd like he's to also say this. He has his moments. Fuck Carson Wentz. I think he's a fraud. But, but right in the now, long term, as of right now, he's just. A I backup. would never bet on Nick Foles. He's just a backup, isn't no, he? No, I right now. Hey, no, what is he right now? Especially after getting injured, he, he's not season. even on the he's roster. I'm not even sure. No, I'm Nick sure. Foles is a backup right now. He's a backup. So sure. I don't think even think he's even worth being be talked about because right now the only people sure person we should be talking about is Justin Fields because I think he is gonna be the he's gonna be the guy who takes the I th- I right think side in the opposite direction. Nick Foles has been there and he's done that. He's won a Super Bowl. So, as far as it goes for he's Justin got a, he's Fields, got the resume. Nick Foles he's got the resume. that experience. That's true. I'd, I'd like to talk about this. This is the very first time I think I'm ever hearing any of this. I think the pregame pod needs to be the first to announce a new nickname. Well, not a new nickname. A nickname 
for the Chicago Bears' very own Justin Fields. So we're all going to go around. We're going to let the listeners vote on it. All right, we're all going to go around and give our best nickname for Justin Fields. We're going to let the fans vote on it, the audience. You don't even have to be a fan, a listener. Vote on it. All right, so very first, I hate to put you on the spot, but it, we're going in counterclockwise order. Jack Picaro, what do you think is a great nickname for Justin Fields? Um, J.F. Kennedy. J.F. Kennedy, okay. <laughs> Up next, we're, we're doing rapid fire here. It's Kushter. Juicy Justin. Juicy Justin, okay. Justin fucking smokes because he's a smoke show on and off the field. All right, Priya, that was a good one. I'm going Mad Dog. All right, that's my nickname for him. I think he, I think he deserves it. Um, all right, we're 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 gonna transition from that into the Cubs. Jack is also a huge Cub fan, Mr. Bucaro, Big huge Cub Cubs fan. So we're gonna go to him. Cubs are hot right now. Well, fuck, I, I, they they lead. Don't they lead June in winning percentage? I think it's point six five two or some shit. Well, if I may. Uh, talk about the Cubs for a bit. I think Jake Arrieta is one of the best re-signings we've had in a while. I think that man is a huge asset, and I think David Ross is doing a great, a good, a great job as the Cubs GM, or as the Cubs manager. I mean, excuse me for right now. But I really think the Cubs, if I'm not mistaken, they're uh, in first place right now. Or they're either in, they're, in, tied, they're tied. They're tied for first place right now with who? With who? Do you know? Do you know? Uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. So the Cubs are tied for first with Milwaukee right now. And I really think Milwaukee is going to be that one team that's going to be like kind of in our way on the way to the postseason, which is a while from now. But I think Milwaukee's always – hey, it, can, does anybody know if Ryan Braun is still playing? I mean, he used PEDs. Oh, fuck that guy. He's a very uh, – is, is he playing though? I don't know. Probably. He uses PEDs. Okay. The, the, he's got a small, he's he's got small right penis he's, because uh, he used PEDs. Right. Right, right, right. But regardless if he's playing or not, the the Brewers are a very good team, and they always seem to stand in the way of the Cubs for some reason. So, And Chris Bryant is having a breakout season. and Unfortunately, I think this is going to be the last season we have with Chris Bryant because he's very expensive and we're not going to continue with him. Can we get a quick uh, sponsor? So, uh, to be yeah. honest with you, I think Chris Bryant is going to be gone by the end of the season. But uh, – Pretty, I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, wait, wait, wait. If I may, I'd love to ask you while you're still on the segment. Cubs, are they keeping – what would you do if you were if you were the manager? Are you going to re-sign them all before the deadline? Are you trading what, – what's the deal with – Who? With Baez, Rizzo, Bryant, and Kimberly. Well, I think Bryant is going to go because Bryant is very – he's going to request too much money, to be honest with you. Bryant is going to be a free agent. Rizzo, I think the Cubs are going to try very hard to keep him because the Rizzo is really a team player and he's really someone we've really relied on in the past years and he's very, been very uh, good good to us. He's a uh, he's obviously a very trust uh, trust. I'd love to talk player. about this real quick. But Javi is someone we really have to keep. I really think if we lose Javi, we're going to be really uh, losing a great player because Javi is so freaking talented that we cannot let go of him. I don't care how expensive he is, sign him. That's all I have to say about Javi. What about Kimbrell? Oh, absolutely. He's very... He's like our... Remember our oldest Chapman in the 2016 season when we signed him to at the end of the season? He was like our obvious... Like for sure, like our... Go to guy. You're winning the game if he comes right, in. Right, like if he comes in, we're winning the he's game. He's getting a save. That's Craig Kimball this season. He's our world is Chapman. He's when he comes in, we know we're, he's gonna close the game out. So he's the guy we cannot get rid of either. And no matter how much money he requests, I know it's either he's an expensive player. Got to hold on to him. 
So I'd love to ask you this. Because the Cubs Rizzo, not yeah. getting the vaccine. He's not getting the vaccine. Very outspoken about it. Do you think he'd be able to hit the ball farther with the vaccine or without the vaccine? I don't think it really affects Rizzo. Rizzo's just an all-around player, but Rizzo I really think is someone we have to re-sign at the end of the season. Are your hands in your pants right now, Jack? <laughs> no, I was scratching. Rizzo his hands is... Were in his, pants. his hands were in his pants. For all the listeners, you guys can't see. His hands alert, were in his alert. pants. I was scratching. Rizzo is someone we cannot let go of because the Cubs... Did he go under the underwear or was it... Yeah, it was the on top of the underwear. Okay, good. Rizzo is someone we need uh, to... He was full reach. Rizzo, Rizzo is someone we need to resign <laughs> because he's been a very valuable asset to the Cubs. All right, all right. What was your question you were going to ask, Pre? I'm so sorry if I for- yeah. made you forget. If I made you forget. Pre, do you think David Ross is doing a good job with the Cubs? <laughs> I think he is. Motherfucking, uh... <laughs> I'll do my beat impression. Uh, yeah, I think he has done a great job. Um, How? What? <laughs> I, 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 I say, putting him on the spot I here. say a great job because look how much our bullpen, bullpen has improved. <laughs> look how much our bullpen has improved. And not only that, I think he really had tools given to him. He had a lot of great players, like you guys said, Bryant, Rizzo, Contreras. Do you think we'll have Bryant next season? If we had different owners, I'd say, yeah, I think we would. He's too, ex- he's too I don't ex- think we do. I don't think we he's will. He's too expensive. I, don't, I think the Rickets don't want to spend that money, and they'll cash out because he's had a great season. All right, so... I just gotta say one thing. Go ahead, yes. Patrick Wisdom was the goat. Patrick Wisdom was on my what list. What a great pull We up. got Pat Wisdom. Honestly, can I say he I was, was batting 189 in the minors? 189, and that's horrible. Yeah, and terrible. Pulled him up like out of out of like chance. And, and now what is he batting? Like 400. He's, he ended up doing amazing. Me, not 400. Me, Cush, and, and Pre were at, were at the game the other day, and I was like, "Who's this old fucker?" And not the other day. It was like th- week ago. three weeks ago. We'll say for the listeners. So it makes, yeah, three weeks ago for the listeners. We were at the game three weeks ago, and Pat Wisdom pulls up, and I'm like, who's this old-ass man? Buddy is just incredible. I mean, I mean, what was it? At that time, like a week ago, it was like seven home runs in 14 games. And incredible, incredible for a guy that just got pulled up, finally made his mark. I think that's awesome. Also, I'd love to add this last little bit before we switch over to something else. Jock Peterson. Great player. So happy they signed him. Uh, he hasn't done too much for us. He's alright. He brings swagger to the team. He's mediocre. He brings swag to the team. You like his stash? I love his stash. He brings swag to the team. I was hyped when he signed him, but it's not much. Alright. Next up on the agenda. This is all free. We got the Euros. Alright, so pre, we're going to give you... First off, first question. Who do you think is going to make it out of the group of death? Well, you know how they're doing that third place now. Like four teams make out. Like the four third place teams make it out. No, no, no. I don't know. Explain it. Explain it for all the I listeners. I don't know exactly the amount of teams, but a certain amount of third place teams will make it out of their group stage depending on goal difference across all the other group stages. Okay. So that can happen. So, I, so you're saying fucking France, Portugal, and Germany can all make it out because they fuck all, Hungary, they they're all. not going to make it. Sorry for all my Hungarian listeners, yeah. but it's just not looking like it's going to add up. It's not going to happen for you guys. But, um, um, yeah. 
back to your point, back to your question. But for the top two, who do you think the top two will be in the group of death? I think it will go France, Portugal, Germany, Hungary. Just like that. All right. I, I agree with your predictions. Honestly, I agree with your predictions, period. That's my exact prediction. However, I'd also love to talk to you because I know that you are a betting man. Who did you bet for um, most goals in the tournament? Best goal scorer, most goals in the tournament. I put a bet down for Lukaku, and he's already started off hot with two yep. goals in his first game, so it's looking pretty good. Hey. And I put a couple dollars down on him. So I'd love to say this real quick, just for all my Danish listeners, all the football fans around the world, pray for Christian Eriksen. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 10-second moment of silence. All right, prayers up to Christian Christian Eriksen. Um, I noticed that Lukaku did a tribute to Christian Eriksen. I thought it was, cra- like, absolute class after his goal today. I, I got chills. I watched the video. I don't know why. I just got an English accent right there. <laughs> That was weird. I watched the video of uh, Christian Eriksen, um, the Finnish fan, fuck me, the Finland fans, um, and the Danish fans um, chanting, chanting the Finnish fans chanted Christian, Danish chanted Eriksen. I thought that that gave me chills each time I watched it. That was amazing. Oh, that was awesome. Casper Schmeichel. It's crazy they uh, restarted that game. Just just absolutely wild. Do you think they would have postponed it till tomorrow? I, I thought that would be the best move. But they finished it out, and I, Finland win, and they helped me win 160-something dollars. So pre, pre had a fun, fat yeah. parlay on it. Go yeah. Finland. If you guys heard that, the toilet just farted. It was not one of us. We don't do that. Um, But, yeah, no, so for Euros, this is airing. winning, Adam? Winning the Euros, who do I want to win or who do I who think? Do you think win? I think France will win, but I want England to win. I'm I'm all team England and Scotland this year. Those are my two teams for the Euros, but I'd like to ask you the same question now. Oh, hmm. This is tough. I think France will. I think France will pull through. I think Portugal definitely has a great chance. It's not France. I think it's Portugal. To win. And the team I am also like riding along with is Scotland. I love Scotland. KT, my boy. Okay. Who cares? Alright, just to finish up the Euro segment, we're airing this right now. We're recording at it is Sunday, June thirteenth at two thirty in the morning. We're staying up for our listeners first podcast. Um who do you think will win about England or Croatia? Tomorrow morning. Oh, England for sure. England, I'm back in England. Um, I hope Saka gets in as a You say Romelu Lukaku is going to be the the top goal scorer. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be Harry Kane. I I don't think you'd bet against Harry Kane. I take. I take. I'm going with. I'm going with Croatia. You know. In the game. Yeah. I love that. That's cat. Love to take Book as as a non non football. I'm currently. I'm. I'm. To be honest with you, I'm not a football expert, but I'm going to go with Croatia. Croatia as well. So so we got Team England on the right. Just so you listeners know, it's me and Premac on the right. And then uh, on the left, we got Kush and Book. So, wait, yep. Wait, can I get back to a point you said about Harry Kane being the top goal scorer? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, hot take, I think Harry Kane gets injured in the Euros. I don't know why. I just have a feeling. So you're cheering for an injury here? 
I'm not cheering for an injury. It's just something that I think will happen with the uh, past history of injuries. For all the listeners that are here, I'd like to announce no, that Pre is a Arsenal yeah. fan, and he's just cheering against Tottenham's success due to the fact they were we higher not, in the table, the fact that Harry true. Kane that led the league true. in assists and Harry goals. Kane is a great player. He robbed the, fan, robbed the player of the season. Full but. wanker as he is, but... <laughs> Here you can. All right, so we're back to the betting corner. Right now, we're going to leeway into this betting corner. We're going to start out with Jack Caro. I'd love to add a little anecdote into this. I don't know if this is the right term of the word, but he just won $300 today on roulette. Great. He's a great... I don't know how the fuck you could be a great roulette player. I don't know how I'm saying this, but he won $300 on roulette this evening. Great... I don't know. Great guessing. I don't know. That's all I can say. It's, but it's, it's, what, reading, it's reading the passage. What What are your bets of the day? What do you have any bets of this week or well, anything? I'm not really a big sports better. Well, when I put money in, I like to play the the one on one stuff. The you know the roulette. The, all right. The so we're game. gonna switch this to gambling corner real quick. Right. Boop. Tell us about your roulette tips. Well, roulette is really a game of reading the patterns and going with your intuition. So if you. I know a lot of you out there play roulette, and it's really t- it's really annoying when you don't win. But the key is to look at the past the past uh, colors it's land on, it's land on. You got to read the pattern. It really is a pattern, and you got to read the patterns. And once you read the patterns, your gut intuition will tell you what it's gonna be, and eventually it'll lead to wins. And bet on the color and bet on the even or odd, and that's how you start to build a, pro- a slow slow profit and just go build your way up. All right. And that's what I gotta say. You got any? You got any other bets you're gonna take this week or anything like sports bets? Um, sports bets? No, I, I'm not a big sports better yet. But uh, I'd go with uh, the the Chicago Cubs uh, in the next coming weeks because they're hot right now. All right, thank you, Kush. We're going to you. I'd like to ask you a question before you begin your bets. Are you taking the Islanders or the Avalanche in this series? The Islanders versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. What did I say? Avalanche. You said the Avalanche. Fuck me. Are you fucking uh, all you listeners right now? I literally was talking to him an hour before, and I was talking about the Tampa Bay Lightning because I said the Tampa Bay Lightning are gonna fuck them up. Sorry. But um, I'd like to go back to um, Kush and propose the same question. However, the word Avalanche is replaced with Lightning. I would. I think everyone in the NHL would probably say that one hundred percent the Tampa Bay Lightning are favored now. Who do I want to win? The Islanders, obviously. I don't want to see the Av- or the Lightning win back-to-backs. One, because I want to see a new team win. The Islanders haven't won in forever. And because, for the second fact, Florida is not a hockey state, and all the Tampa Bay fans are basically bandwagons. So, obviously, I'm rooting for the Islanders. Now, naturally, they play a really boring game. They're a very defensive team. Don't have a lot of offensive star power, aside from Matthew Barzell. But, I was just going to ask you about Matt Barzell. Um, you know, I really do hope that the Islanders can pull it out. But at the end of the day, I'm probably going to have to go with the Tampa Bay Lightning winning this series. I do. Since, you, since we're talking hockey, I'd love to ask you, who is the best youngster in the league? I'd love to toss. I'm not a big hockey guy anymore. I Me used either. to be. But I got a couple names on the top of my head. Ovechkin? How would you rank these players? I got Gabriel Landeskog. Fuck me, not Gabriel Landeskog. Nathan McKinnon. I got Nathan McKinnon, Cole McCarr, Matt Bizarre, Matt Barzal. Fuck. 
Um, How would you rank those players one to th- one, two, three? Interesting because they're all. Well, Caleb um, is a defenseman, so he's in a league of his own. But he is nominated for the Norris Trophy, and he had a breakout season this year. Obviously, a stud. What is it? His second or third? This third would year. be, I think, his second season. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Second or third. Um, but um, Nathan McKinnon, obviously, a stud. He's up for the Hart Trophy. He's not going to win it, probably. Because Connor McDavid, obviously, in the league of his own. But How did they lose? Who? The, the Oilers. Um, I think it's a combination of not enough experience and not enough depth. You know, they have too many underlying problems that, you know, everyone likes to focus on their offense of just, you know, Dreisaitl and McDavid as being this star power, two-point combo. But they fail to realize that Mike Smith, is at best a mediocre goalie, and their defense is really lacking. I'd like so. to add this in. Fuck Mike Smith. He's a total pussy. Coyotes, Blackhawks series. I don't even know the year. What was it, 2014? Yeah, I don't know. 20, uh, 2012. Probably. 2012. Yeah. Fuck, fuck Mike Smith. He's a pussy. Yeah. Tries Mike to be Smith. all cool with his stick handles as a goalie. Fucking bitch. Mm-hmm. Ginger fuck. Um, yeah, Mike Smith, he... He's not a bad goalie, but he's not a goalie that can take a team to a cup. And for as good as the Edmonton Oilers' offense is, they lack the depth on their other three lines to really create that spark to take them to the next level. Um, and the same goes with their defense, you know? They, um, they're really missing a few key holes, and, you know, they really need to improve that. Now, with that being said... As far as the other two teams go, the Canadians and the Vegas in the Stanley Cup, I think Canadians actually have a pretty well-rounded team that's coming together quite nicely. So where are we you at know? right now, Bees? I'm totally lost. Are we at the semifinals? We are in the conference finals. So it is going to be the Islanders versus the Lightning and the Canadians versus the Vegas Golden Knights. Okay. And obviously the two favorite teams for the Stanley Cup final are the Vegas Golden Knights and the Lightning. What do but, you think? What do you think about an expansion team winning in what is it? Their second, third year in the league? No, this is their like fourth or fifth year. But with that being said, I missed there. Um, you know, I really hope that Vegas does not win. Um, because if they win, then there's gonna be a lot of problems, especially with fans in the league calling out this team. You know, they already made it to the finals in their first year against the Washington Capitals, and um. Just broader than that, it's going to point out a lot of flaws in the expansion team sort of process that goes behind picking a team. You know, we have the Seattle Kraken, new team that's coming about this you year. You a big fan of the Kraken? Um, you know, I am. I mean, they haven't had their expansion draft yet, and I don't know who's on their team. But, I mean, I love the idea of a team in Seattle because Seattle's a great hockey town. Has a big upside for um, a hockey community there, you know. Northern City, so West Coast. Run me through big, it real quick because I'm fucking big market. I'm I don't know how, but how does the expansion draft work? So basically, um, I believe this year the Seattle Kraken were able to secure the second overall pick in just the overall draft. But in addition to that, um, teams have the ability to tag players that are off limits for the Kraken to draft, and if you don't tag your players, then 
the Kraken have the ability to draft your players onto their team. So, in essence, if you don't tag your players, and obviously teams only have a limited amount of players that they can tag, so the Kraken have the ability to tag whoever they want. So, with that being said, they can tag tried and true NHL players to their team. So, in essence, it's kind of unfair because they can tag these players who have played in the NHL for a long time, and they can get really well-rounded um, players and have a really in-depth roster. But at the same time, you know, you have to recognize the fact that these expansion draft teams, um, they're not hauling in the star power that most teams have because uh, a lot of these teams have their players tagged off in long-term contracts or for whatever reason, they're not available for these teams to draft. So in essence, these teams are getting, sure, they're getting well-rounded players, but they're getting these like second and third line players that they basically fill up their entire roster with. So, you know, you get these mediocre players, but, you know, you don't really have star power. You just have a really well-rounded team. Um, so it makes for a decent team, but it doesn't make for a team that's really going to go anywhere. And sure, people like to, uh, you know, criticize the Vegas Golden Knights for, you know, always doing really well. But if you look at expansion teams historically... The Vegas Golden Knights are, by all means, an anomaly. You know, you got all these ca- like expansion teams, the Atlanta Thrashers. You know, they got like the California Shout Seals. out Ilya Kovachuk. <laughs> yeah, um, and what have you. But um, all of those teams. Was Marion Hosts in Atlanta Thrasher as well? Yeah, he was. And a matter of fact, he put up insane numbers with them. Some of his b- best career numbers there, actually. Um, but... All of those expansion teams, aside from the Golden Knights, really did not go anywhere. So, um, you know, the Vegas Golden Knights are an anomaly. Um, I really hope they don't do well. You know, I hope, you know, either... I'm really rooting for... You know, I, I know a lot of people aren't rooting for the Islanders. I am, personally, because they haven't won in a long time. Um, but I'm also rooting for the Canadians, too. And I know the Canadians have, like, 26 cups or whatever. Won the most out of any Stanley or NHL team. But the thing is, you know, Canada is their national sport. And they basically founded the sport of hockey. And they haven't won in a long time. So, I, you know, I hope them the best. Lacrosse. What? It's actually lacrosse. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I'm not heck. fucking He's with not fucking with you. I, I think it it's is actually lacrosse. Fact. That is a fun fact. Because well, that has their most popular sport is hockey. And they haven't won that in a long time. Yeah. Um, all right. I'd like to take this to who do you think will advance from each series and who do you think will win the cup out of that? You know, in all likelihood, it's probably going to be Vegas and the Lightning, and in all likelihood, it's probably going to be the Lightning repeating again. Um, but, you know, it would be really cool if it was the Canadians and Islanders. You know, that would be really cool. Or at least one of them to stand the cup. You know, actually, the as a matter of fact, on a tear. Carey Price has posted like a 93.5% save percentage in all of his Stanley Cup playoffs right now. So don't be surprised if the Canadians happen to upset because they are looking like a new team right now. Their defense is really stepping up and they got, you know, a new star power on their offense with Cole Caulfield, rookie being drafted. Out, out from Wisconsin. University of Wisconsin represent. Yeah, he is uh, really tearing it up, you know. 
really providing a new uh new depth to their offense and really elevating their game to the next level. So awesome, awesome. You know, I hope they do well. Well, on to the next segment we're gonna do first we're gonna do um L of the week. Alright, I got mine already. I hope no one steals mine. We're gonna do dub of the week and then take of the week. So hottest take of the week. You're gonna toss us the most hottest take could be frigid within a few days. All right, so we're gonna start off with pre. What's your L of the week? My L of the week. I'm gonna go with a basketball team here, right. and that is gonna be the Denver Nuggets. They have just been terrible. The Suns have lit them up, and they are my L of the week. And then what was it? The double week, or are we moving on to the next guy? No, no, no. We'll move on to the next guy. Right. So my L of the week is Bryce Hall. He fought his fought. He fuck. He fought his fight, and he just got destroyed. Absolutely destroyed. And um, yeah, no, it was just terrible. He, he just was talking all that shit, and he just got absolutely pummeled. My L so. of the week is Deji, bro. The Deji's a horrible fighter. He can't win anything. I win too. Anything. He can't win anything. All right, because your L of the week is. It's got to be the Avalanche, you know. President Trophy runners, you know. Really hyped up, you know, got a lot of star power on their team, and they're out of the playoffs, you know. Really hope that they could make it to the Western Conference Finals, and what do you know? You know, the Vegas Golden Knights are back in it again, and, you know, it seems like the same old story. All right, so now we are on to, Pre, would you rather do take of the week or double of the week first? We can do um, double of the week. Double of the week. Double of the week. Pre My double of the week, I'm going back with basketball. I'm going Joel Embiid. He's played fantastic, playing on one leg with that fucking torn meniscus. He's playing like an absolute warrior champion, and I think the 76ers will go on to take the series. My double of the week is, although it's a bit late, I'm going to go with U.S. soccer. I'm going to go with, um, obviously, the win over Mexico was huge. Pummeled Costa Rica next. I think that's huge for the where the U.S. soccer program's headed. Absolutely huge. Great group of youngsters. I think there's much potential to be seen there. I really hope that they're going to do something in the future. Book, double the week. The Chicago White Sox, they're hot. All right, we got Kush for double the week. My double the week is... The Clippers come back and take the series. You know, I think Kawhi and PG, um, they got that experience. And I think, you know, sure, the Jazz have a really good team. But at the end of the day, I think the Clippers are just going to find that tenacity to really come back and just steal it out from under them. All right. And it's 2-1 right now. Seems more like a take of the week, but. Yeah. It's going to be a dub. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, take of the week. What's your take so of the week? So we're going on a hot take of the week. My hot take of the week is... My hot take of the week is that Arsenal are going to be a top four team next year. Wow, is that a hot take? Because I really can't see that happening. I'm guessing they're going to be reaching for top 12. I'm guessing they're going to finish 11th. That That's my guess, 11th finish. Unless they make some crazy offseason moves, that's but... Insane. Um, I'm guessing 11th. So That's my guess. Would you even consider them a top six club anymore? Well, what? they are in the traditional top six, but not in a, a top six finisher wow. as of right now. Okay. 
Um, I'd love to put a bet on that. I will put a bet on it with you right now. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, no, what's your bet? I'll say if they finish four or below, like, as of, like, say, like... No, you said they were going to finish 12 or around 12 or higher. So are you doing, like, a standard so deviation of one? six. I'm saying if they finish right. six or higher, if you're saying they're six, finish six or below. Okay, I'll, I'll make that. Ten dollars. Fuck, I'll bet 20. 20 it is. $20. $20 if Arsenal finishes Above. below six, I have to pay pre-20. Six counting it. Six counting it. We're doing the little boom, boom, boom. Um, and then, yeah, so you guys heard it here first, pre-sing, and they're finishing top six. Um, Your hot take of the week. My hot take of the week is... What is my hot take of the week? My hot take of the week is... That, what is it? I can't think of one right now. I'm going to pass it to Book. Book, do you have a hot take of the week? I really think that my hot take of the week, that the Chicago Cubs are going to take the division this week. Are you scratching your balls again? Sorry. <laughs> oh my God. This little man's a fiend. Um, Kush, your hot take of the week. My hot take of the week is that Carey Price and the Canadians upset the Vegas Golden Knights. All right. Um, speaking of hockey, my my hot take of the week is that Lightning is gonna are they're gonna sweep the Islanders. That's my hot take of the week. I think it's gonna happen. Um. So yeah, we're about to close this episode out. Anyone have any closing words? All right. So I have some closing words. Then um, next week we're gonna have a uh, actually not next week. In two weeks from now, we're gonna have a, a guest on. NBA specialist, all right, just in time for the playoffs, Mr. Berdeka. He's going to come on. We're going to talk about playoff basketball, um, chat it up with the boys, crack a few more cold ones, talk about whatever you guys want, and I think that's going to be perfect. Uh, let us know what you guys want. We're going to make an Instagram page, make a Twitter. Let us know what you guys want. But, yeah, thank you for another great episode. Well, thank you for the first great episode. I hope there's many more to come. Enjoy, and thank you. I love you guys.